This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. In the mood for a bonus? It's bonus time. It's time for a bonus episode. And we've been having this uh, series that you've been following. We've watched the stats. You seem to be loving it, and we are delighted that you are. Why didn't they buy? The they, in this case, is the prospective client of yours, and the buy, in this case, is your accounting services, for whatever reason. And what we've been doing is we've been looking at the different things that we are told by accounting firms as to why a prospective client didn't come on board, and then cross-referencing those against why the actual prospects say they didn't come on board. And you'll be amazed to hear there are some discrepancies. Now, in last week's, I talked about the four different flavors of objections that prospects raise prior to making a decision as to whether to use you or not. And I categorized these in specific ways so that you would know which ones were valid and which ones weren't. So I want to sort of reiterate that to you now, and then I want to pass across to Rob, because he's going to give you the top tips for handling these objections once you hear them and recognize them. So just as a little recap here, we had four flavors of objection that always come out. The first one is the put-off objection, which sounds something like this. Oh, well, Martin, I, I like what you've got to say, but we've got a holiday coming up. We've got a person off work. We've got a machine not working. We're about to self-combust. All these reasons. So we'll have to get back to you. It's the noise as much as the words, guys. Okay. So you hear this. That's great. We love what you've done. And that sounds good. But then it's betrayed by this noise going, but oh, unfortunately, and some excuse. This is a put off, guys. These people have not got the guts to say no. They've not got the guts to tell you what's really wrong. And so they're going to try and put you off. That's, that's category number one. Number two is the irrelevant objection. When they give you a reason why they can't make a decision on your proposal, which has got absolutely nothing to do with the proposal, it goes something like this. Well, Martin, uh, love everything you've put together here. It really looks like it's a good fit for our business, but you know, we're, we're going on holiday. Yeah, and good for you. Uh, we're, we're, we're going on holiday. Uh, so well, we can't make a decision right now. Why not? Why can't you make a decision right now? If your car doesn't start tonight, can you make a decision on fixing it or not? Or are you going on holiday? You know, commercial decisions are made every single day. It, you know, this is this is a, a irrelevant. The objection we're going on holiday in this case is irrelevant to whether they're deciding to work with you or not. They could very easily say, "Well, guy, well, Martin, we're going we're going on holiday, but let's say yes now and put things in place for when we come back." But that's not what they're saying. Warning. The third flavor is let's call half truth. Okay, the half truth objection is that they weren't listening properly. It goes like this. Well, Martin, you know, in principle, we like what you're saying, but you're seven grand more expensive than the current accountant. That's a hell of an uplift for compliance work. And then you just sit there bewildered because your proposal contains so much more than compliance work. And they've just demonstrated that they haven't understood it. They weren't paying attention. So a half truth. Well, seven grand is a large uplift if it was like for like. There's your half. Okay, there's the truth. It would be a huge uplift if it was like for like. But guess what? It's not like for like. And they've just demonstrated that they don't understand that it's not like for like. And therefore, you know that you either haven't explained it or they're stupid or both. Either way, you have to revisit this. Okay. And our final one is the one I despise, the one I dread. And the one, thankfully, it doesn't come up very often. And that is the valid objection, the actual real one, the proper one, the one we should take notice of, the one we should not try and get around, the one we should accept immediately. 
Now, generally, the valid objection, the reason why they genuinely can't make a decision whether to use you or not as their new accountant, can only really come in two flavors. Number one, there's a family crisis, a health emergency. Or number two, the business is insolvency and can no longer trade. If the business can no longer trade, if it's becoming in the hands of a receiver, they no longer have decision-making power. They cannot use you. That's absolutely right. If they have a family emergency, that's a personal matter. That's more important than the business. That must be respected. That cannot be pushed back against. You have to allow them the room they need to breathe in those circumstances. So there you are, guys. There's the recap of the four flavors of objection. But now that we know what they are and what they sound like, how on earth do we deal with them? Well, Rob has got a lot of experience in working with accounting firms throughout the seniority levels, from partner all the way down, on handling these types of objections. He's got some great tips for us. Rob, what have you got? Well, Martin, I'm taking this from the Bible, the manual, if you're looking at the video. This is the Ultimate Objection Handling Script Manual, which I wrote a few years ago. And it has, yes, a lot of stuff in here. I just want to go back and define an objection as a signal from your prospect that you've not done enough to help them to buy. Now, as you said, some objections are unavoidable and some are truly valid. Uh, Richard Denning did sales ages ago in, here in the UK. He says, when a prospective customer raises an objection, it's because they have not been convinced enough, they're uncertain, or they have worries that have not been satisfied. In other words, they've not been sold to properly. So we're talking here about dealing with these. And I'd say objections are good because the objective is not to defeat the prospect, but to convince them that if they make a purchase, they're going to be happier, they're going to be better as a result. So there's some convincing and some persuading to be done. So here are my top three tips to handle objections. And the first is to welcome them because you can't escape them. They're part of business life. They're, they're part of personal life. And you've got to see them as your friend rather than your enemies. They're probably not personal. It might be against you, your product, the service, the situation, but it's not against you. They probably don't know you that well as a person. So they're rejecting something else. And that means not so much that they don't care. They do care, but they haven't got a, an opinion about you so much. So you've got to welcome them and encourage them because if you don't say to people anything troubling you or would anything stop you from buying or is there anything I've said so far that concerns you, if you don't try and elicit them, they're going to lurk behind the scenes. They're going to be an unspoken objection, which kills you. So you've got to try as much as you can to get them out in the open. Would there be any problem with this? Or do you see how this might fit? So you're getting those little buying signals all the time. Second one is to acknowledge. So the first thing, first mistake you can make is to try and argue with them. If this is either an excuse or a very valid objection, you've got to acknowledge it. Yep, I can appreciate you saying that. I can see why you think that. That totally makes sense. I understand what you're saying. Let them know that their opinions, their thoughts are valid, whether they are or not, because they want to be heard. They want to be listened to. They want to feel that their concerns are of substance. But the third thing I'd say, and what I found the best with handling objections, this might be a little bit contentious, is to upskill yourself and be ready with scripts. When people hear the word scripts, they immediately push back. I don't want to be a robot. I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want to be cornered into having to say a certain thing. So by scripts, I mean the right thing said at the right time to elicit the right response, prepared in advance, but said naturally in your style, with your personality, in your way. So there are lots of different ways. And in this manual, I've got a thousand different scripts to handle certain things that come up time and time again. So your job as an accounting practitioner would be to identify the three or four things that come up a lot. Martin's given you four kinds of objections here, and you've got to say what comes up the most. 
Is it that you're too expensive? Is it that they're already using someone else that does what you do? Is it that they can do it in-house? Is it that they haven't got time and it's too busy right now? And find some scripts or lines or responses that work for you that you can say with congruence and authenticity that will alleviate that, maybe even eradicate that response. But you've got to be ready with it and deliver it naturally. Not like a robot, not like it's all pre-planned, but that like it is spontaneous, you're validating their concerns and you're giving them reasons to doubt less, reasons to fight less, reasons to see reason, reasons to see a better future, reasons to see why that objection might not necessarily hold water. And you can persuade them otherwise because handling objections, Martin, I'm sure you'll agree as we close, is to educate yourself on what they're worried about and educate them on why they shouldn't be as worried as they thought they were. Absolutely right, Rob. So if I was one of our listeners, um, and, I, and I know our demographic fairly well, then I know that you'll be cringing at some of the words we've used. So here's a glossary of terms for you. You heard us say, sell to, okay? In terms of that, think about, create a compelling argument. You heard us say, convince. Think about resolving concerns to the satisfaction of the prospect. You heard us say script, think intelligent use of effective language, that which is proven to work in your own voice. Okay, does that soften it a bit for you? You okay now? Okay, so why didn't they buy? Because they had objections. They didn't understand the proposition fully enough, even because they didn't take enough time to understand it or you didn't explain it well. And they have not had those concerns resolved, their comfort restored, and their enthusiasm regenerated. That's why they didn't buy. Catch us next week to find another reason why they didn't buy. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.